I just so many decisions get made. That's why it's so exhausting for me at the end of the week of an edit. Is just like it's like decision fatigue. It's like you're constantly making decisions. Include this, don't include that. Include this, don't include that. And at the end, you've kind of got like a sculpt. It's like to me, it's like making a uh, a marble sculpture where you you have a hunk of marble at first. That's all your raw footage, and it's like chip away at everything that isn't the video. And in the end, you're just left with what the video is. So that process of chipping that away. I, I don't I don't know how to outsource that. Welcome back to Video Production Daily, season three. I am thrilled to be talking with video producers day to day, learning so much about the video production industry. Today, I'm with Mark Rober. Thrilled to have you back with us again this week, Mark. And we are talking about the secret sauce, what makes individuals unique in the video production world. And it's really been interesting to hear about some people that just refuse to skimp on story. Uh, or refuse to skimp on catering, right? Like there's a whole host of things that people insist on doing right. What is the stuff, Mark, that you insist on, one, not outsourcing, and two, you just think that it makes your content special and so you insist on doing it right? Not catering, I'll say that. In fact, I have to like, if we're on a build, I have, I'm like a snake, like especially once I get focused on a thing, like, I'll forget that I even need to eat. So I have to tell people like, hey, when you need to take a break, let's take a break, let's do food. Otherwise, I will just forget to do any of those things. <laughs> it's not, I'm not trying to be rude, so help me, right? <laughs> so my answer is not catering. So you're not waking up at 4.30 and punching in the catering order and, yeah. and getting that set before you show no. up on set. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, we're learning things. It's like, it's Taco Bell at 3.30 p.m. if we're like, <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> Um, I think the biggest thing I probably don't skimp on relative to my peers that they do is probably like the edit, right? And like the stories, like I write all my own stories. In fact, if I'm, you know, the squirrel video is good because like a lot of people up to that point were like, they didn't realize how important the story was. And they're kind of like, um, oh, you make great builds. And it's like, I'm, I'm an okay builder compared to like other people. Like I'm actually not that good. But the one thing I think that maybe is a little bit of a special sauce is like framing the story, coming up with a cool story and just telling that story. And so I write all my own stuff. And if I'm saying something to camera, like I'm looking and being like, you know, actually the, the mass moment of inertia is the one thing that you have to, like I, there's a piece of paper by my feet that has those exact words on it. Always. I'm never just ad libbing unless it's like a moment where it's like, we're joking around as we build something obviously that would be um so like and i film that by the way afterwards so i will do the thing i don't know if i'm I'm spoiling a future episode here but i'll film the thing and then at the end i figure out what the most interesting parts of the story was and then i like thread the needle to, to create that narrative and so part of that then is also the edit and packaging that together and i I just don't know how I would outsource that. Like I've tried having an editor and sometimes I'll have them. I do have an editor who helps me go through all the raw footage. Cause I have to take 200 hours sometimes and condense it to 10 minutes. Right. Um, but I just, so many decisions get made. That's why it's so exhausting for me at the end of the week of an edit is just like, it's like decision fatigue. It's like, you're constantly making decisions. Include this, don't include that, include this, don't include that. And at the end, you've kind of got like a sculpt. It's like, to me, it's like making a, uh, a marble sculpture where you you have a hunk of marble at first. That's all your raw footage. And it's like chip away at everything that isn't the video. And in the end, you're just left with what the video is. So that process of chipping that away, I, I don't, I don't know how to outsource that. 
Michelangelo didn't have interns. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a terrible example of that. I'm comparing myself to Michelangelo. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. This is how it starts. <laughs> Mark, one other thing that I've noticed in your production is it does seem like by taking a non-traditional path, right, there are certain things that you invest your time on, like telling the story and doing the edit. And then there are things that it seems like you just completely ignore, right? And so I'm wondering, there are things that you've done in your career that have given you extra momentum. And it seems like you've got a lot of focus. So maybe you're just putting more weight behind fewer arrows. And I'm wondering... If you could describe the things that you are always putting weight behind, right? It seems like you're always doing the edit. You're always telling the story. Um, are there other things that you've identified in your career that it's like, oh, yeah, I've got to keep putting energy behind that because if I don't, I'm not going to have the success that I've had before. I mean, I'll give you examples of things I don't put my energy behind that other people do, which I think is a an, another way to answer your question. So it's like... You know, I don't do I don't do speaking gigs, which can be pretty lucrative. I don't do like tours. I don't write a book. I don't have a podcast. Nothing against people who do have excellent podcasts. You don't appear on other people's podcasts because that would be an incredible waste of your time. <laughs> what an imposition that would be. Uh, you know, even merch. Like I finally just went with a company that does this. I can just take it all off my hand, um, unless it has to do with like a video or my family. I kind of say no, you know, and so I just really maintain that laser focus. And then, and then with regards to the videos, like even the builds, like I enjoy more playing quarterback on the builds, um, as opposed to like actually being the one tweaking all the stuff. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll make a thing, but if I can find someone who can do it better than me anyways, I much prefer coming up with the idea, all the functions I want and having enough knowledge to be dangerous and like knowing what's possible and what's not possible. But like, I'm not like an amazing coder, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I actually enjoy collaborating with people. And, and so that's another thing where I could spend all my time doing it myself, but it's a better use of my time to be working on eight projects at once because I can keep them all. I have different people working on different builds and then we check in once a week or sometimes every day. Let's review what happened today. Okay, let me help you tr troubleshoot and debug that. You know what I mean? So being more in that role as opposed to totally in the trenches. That's another thing I kind of like do a little bit different than others in my position. Are there certain things that you've done where you've noticed the principle of compounding that comes into effect, right? Like are there... Are there elements of production or this business where you know that if you just keep doing those things consistently, it's going to have a bigger payoff? Because those are the things I think that people are always wanting to know, like, how do I invest my time so that I can take advantage of that? And it does seem like that's a, th a theme of your career, right? You started with some immediate success, but it definitely has compounded over the years. Yeah, for sure. And, like, that's, by the way, why I don't do, like, I'm doing a TV show with Jimmy Kimmel on Discovery, but it took, like, three phone calls from Jimmy personally to convince me that this was even the right move because it's, like, why would I make content for somebody else when I could make content for my own channel that, right, can, can, can be directly feeding into my brand versus, like, helping Discovery's brand, right? Um, and so it's, like... That's the beauty of the, and absolutely it compounds, right? Because now when I put out a video, I mean, it took me six years to get like 300,000 subscribers. And now when I put out a video, I get an increase of 300,000 subscribers in like two days off an average video now, right? So like, that's the definition of compounding. 
And so, and so that's the thing by just investing in my own brand in my own channel, eventually people are like, Oh, I really like this video. Well, let me see. Holy cow. I like this video and I like this video. So I'm building this back catalog that will like continue to be passive income for a really long time. Right. Until YouTube runs out of subscribers for Mark Rover. <laughs> we will see if the law of large numbers come into effect. <laughs> Well, you heard it here from the Michelangelo of YouTube himself. <laughs> Self-proclaimed <laughs> Michelangelo <laughs> of YouTube. <laughs> it's great to have you with us on another episode. Next week, we're going to talk about emerging trends. Mark has obviously been doing this since nearly the beginning of YouTube, if you look at it on a macro scale today. Mm -hmm. So it'll be great to hear his perspective on what is changing. And we'll do that next week here on Video Production Daily. Filmmakers and video creators, as you know, production budgets are wildly inconsistent. Sometimes they rise, sometimes they fall, but your ability to bring creativity to a project is always in demand. I want to introduce you to the Masters of Engagement online course. Learn how to clarify creative ideas, engage audiences using conflict, dance, art, character development, relevancy, and unexpectedness, and story. Every professional video creator should learn about audience psychology from mastersofengagement.com. I've included a discounted link in the show notes below, and I can't wait to see you in the online course.